Hello and welcome to Weekend Rental episode 16, everyone's favorite bi-weekly gaming podcast. My name is Ryan and today I'm joined by Andy. Hello. And Justin. Hey everyone. Alright, so as usual, we are going to dive right into our opening segment, Buy, Rent, Burn. This is the part of the podcast where each of us picks a game for a specific system. We play them individually and decide on our own which of those games we would personally buy, rent, or burn if given the chance. Uh, the system of choice this episode is the Super Nintendo. Andy has gone with SimCity. Justin has selected Cutthroat Island. And my choice was Blazion, uh, the Bio-Cyborg uh, Challenge, which is a much longer title than they actually fit on the cartridge. Uh, so let's go back up through the top. We'll each discuss our, our games. I'll start off with a description here for Andy's pick, SimCity. Uh, the Super Nintendo version was released in 1991. Uh, so the description on this one, you start with a fledgling town build it up into a metropolis or take on the challenge of rescuing a city overwhelmed with problems. Either way, taxes, zoning, crime, transportation, education, fire control, and other critical issues are in your hands. Time is passing and every decision you make has a future consequence. Your assistant, Dr. Wright can help you make the right decisions. Just ask surprise catastrophes also threaten your growing city fire earthquakes airplane crashes and even a giant koopa who has a nose for industrial pollution um will you build the ideal city or will disgruntled citizens leave you with a ghost town quite the description there yeah i mean sim city is a classic if i'm pretty sure almost everyone has at least played a little bit of it if you've had a pc in your life i would imagine or any type of sim game, I guess. But SimCity is by far the most popular one. Um, and this one is a little weird because they added a lot of stuff that is just console specific, like the Mr. Right, the weird uh, green-headed guy that kind of helps you uh, and advises you in this game. That's not in the other ones, as far as I have ever remembered. But um, So yeah, there's something to that, to have like a console-specific part but at the end of the day, like this is a computer game that was ported to a Super Nintendo and they did the best they could. But, oh, it's it's tough to manage. Yeah, the menu navigation is what gets me. And like this came out, obviously, I don't, I don't know if this was a launch title. I don't know what I know. 91 was when the Super came out. So this obviously came out very close to the launch. If It wasn't a launch title. So like it, it can't take advantage of the mouse yet because Mario Paint hasn't uh been released for the system so you're kind of stuck using the controller and it's just kind of a pain even just navigating across the map at times i think the biggest thing was navigating across the map like you said the the item selecting and everything i felt wasn't terrible but trying to cycle across the map to find different locations and different items that you place down buildings right yeah if you want to go southeast you're fine <laughs> Northwest is a little trickier because then you like go in and select the magnifier and like move around. It's kind you of can, brutal. You can press that other button. Yeah. There, there's, there's like a button that you can kind of scroll around over the whole thing. Like on the controller or yeah. in the menu? Oh, I didn't know that. I was going to like that zoom thing and like using that to. I, I was always clicking on the button. I wish I'd have known that. I think it was might have been Y. Yeah, I think mm. so. 
uh, for the most part, I actually enjoyed the way it played. Um, it, it wasn't nearly as good as it was on PC, but I played a lot of this on PC. And, well, pretty much every sim game I played a lot of. But this one, I actually I really enjoyed it on Super Nintendo. I was kind of worried because when we tried Lemmings, what, a few months back, like that was awful. And I figured this was going to be pretty comparable. But I think it actually played pretty well. Yeah, I think they did a good job of like mostly bringing it over intact. Um, I mean, it feels like SimCity. I mean, it's just not quite as <clears throat> intuitive from like an interface standpoint, but still overall, I mean, it's totally, totally easy to get into, I think, and start building. Yeah, yeah. From, from what I remember, it has most of the systems in it, right? Like even like the bonuses, if you got to a certain amount of people or whatever, you got like the house and you got the, you know, all those extra bonuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then like the nice addition too of like a giant Koopa, which I don't know why it's called giant Koopa in the description. It's just Bowser. Um so <laughs> uh which is cool. He like comes in as like a replacement because it's just a what is it, a Godzilla like ripoff in the PC version, so they just did a palette swap. So that's kind of a cool, yep. like unique feature. Um and like you know, that's the thing, is like I never had a home pc back in the day but even like as a kid i was like oh sim city like everybody knew about sim city and like what a great game it was for the pc so to see it on the super nintendo at the time seemed really kind of amazing yeah i i had friends that actually played this without knowing on the pc so uh i didn't get into the sim city series until 2000 which also came out on the super nintendo and I, I haven't played that one. Maybe there's a lot of improvements on that stuff, but you can only do so much with the interface, like you said. Um, but yeah, uh, I it's kind of fun actually not caring about it too. Like for this, we were just screwing around. It's not like I was trying to reach the end game and build the biggest city in the world. Right. So I don't know about you, but my city had like four houses and like five stadiums. So. <laughs> yeah i got mine up to a stadium and then i unleashed bowser on it yeah <clears throat> so i'm curious what did you guys name your town uh i don't even remember i don't remember either mm. well mine was, I think it was just a test mine was fartsville just oh, yeah. <laughs> if anyone was curious <laughs> sounds like a good place to live yeah it also is a good barometer on my maturity level. So it made me smile. Yeah. Once you get past the smell, it's a beautiful place to live. Yeah. Unfortunately, mine went downhill real quick. I obviously let Bowser go through it. Didn't have a fire department to put everything out. Um, and then I decided to raise my taxes up to the maximum <laughs> that they could. Cause <laughs> I did that too. And like immediately watched my uh, population, like plummet down to like the teens. It was great. And they even have like the, you know, all the little news, like things on the bottom, like, Hey, people are not happy about paying like 25%. (laughs) taxes, Right. Well, (laughs) their city's on fire. (laughs) I kept getting the warning for uh, traffic congestion. So I assumed people were congesting the roadways trying to get to work so i just cut the power to the industrial zones so if you don't have to go to work <laughs> problem solved <laughs> oh i wish you were mayor <laughs> every day's a vacation now <laughs> uh, i didn't have any disasters <clears throat> probably should yeah you'll have to go back in and try it 
It's kind of cool. They got up to like 16,000 population. Oh, really? Wow. Nice. I didn't get that high. I got into a few thousand and then started wrecking stuff. <laughs> cool. And then I closed out. I didn't realize you could save. Sad day. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Well, you just have to do it all over again. I'd probably play it on PC. Yeah. (laughs) Or play 2000. (laughs) Right. Well, should we move on to Cutthroat Island? That that is Justin's pick. This has got a real short description. Uh, It says, sharpen your long swords for the ultimate high seas battle. In plundering two-player action, team up as Morgan and Sean, or Shaw, I'm sorry, Shaw, to uncover a treasure trove of priceless gems and gold bullion. Battle bloodthirsty pirates with knives, pistols, and flaming torches. Did anyone actually get a flaming torch or a pistol? Because I didn't. No. No. I didn't even realize you could pick up another sword. I I played it the whole way through on the first level there with just one sword, but I watched a video and seen that you could actually get two. Oh yeah, there's like a knife oh. in that opening segment. If you go up on like a rug, there's like a dagger. It doesn't yeah. seem to help. Hmm. But <laughs> I had no idea. I got really frustrated with this game though. Like I, I beat the first level after a little while of that stupid boss is obnoxious. You can't even get up to him. But. Yeah, you're playing a knife battle like through that opening level, and then that guy's got an axe with a gun attached to it and it's real fear <laughs> and it's not even like a cool gun like in final fantasy 8 where the guy's got a blade and a gun like this just looks like a normal blade but somehow like he shoots bullets out the end of the yeah i didn't know what the fuck happened i'm like why are you holding your axe so weird and i got shot in the face <laughs> <laughs> yeah i really struggle with it though um that boss I, that, that's mainly what i spent most of the time on was getting past that boss. Once I finally got past it, I go to die on that next level one. Did that numerous times and gave up. <clears throat> yeah, and this game came out in 1996, too. I don't know if I mentioned that. So this was a later release, uh, movie tie-in, platformer game. Um, yeah, that second level is kind of what lets you know that this is not a quality game because it immediately goes into a Donkey Kong country-style cart section um but instead of giving you any time to react the camera just completely screws you uh there's no reaction time so it's it's simply a memorization game and when you're only given three lives to start with i mean i just i don't see too many people making it through that or having the patience to i certainly didn't i i gave up after uh several attempts and just decided it wasn't worth my time yeah that's exactly what it is it's it's almost like that uh, infamous uh, Battletoads level where you have different lanes that you have to kind of switch between and you can't really see what's coming up in a in a time that <laughs> gives you enough reaction for uh, thir- anybody over 30. So <laughs> it, it definitely was frustrating. I save-stated my way through it a little bit here and there and just to see what was after that and level three is basically the same thing as level one so i was like okay i'm done here right i don't want to spend 45 minutes trying to kill the three enemies with a sword <laughs> yeah so I'm, I'm did anyone else have the same problem i did too where you drop that like boss in the first level and he drops three items 
a one up some money i assume and then the key to open the gate and if you accidentally grab the key first it just auto runs your character out the gate and you forfeit the one up um i didn't no, get the I, one up but it, i didn't have that happen either i know i picked up oh, a really couple, i thought i picked up a couple things there but yeah i got the one up every time and it's just like the lamest video game one up it's like a pseudo like three you know like that um microsoft screensaver back in the day like the 3d like bubble art thing like <laughs> that's what it looks like but it just like falls on the ground next to your character yep. it's so dumb <laughs> so dumb does that drop every time because i only remember that it dropped once. for me every time but i don't know it could have just been a fluke too i'm not sure but yeah, yeah I, I did have it unless maybe it, it just landed like right next to me so i picked it up before realizing mm. it but the first time, I didn't even realize that he dropped a key. So I went and picked up the two items, which is the one up and the other one. And I'm like, what do I do now? So I just walked all over until he finally picked up a key. Yeah, it's really dumb. It was like hidden like right by his legs. <laughs> I will say like the one thing that this game has going for it is it's got like a really cool art style. It's almost like, <clears throat> I guess it kind of reminds me of like Prince of Persia. Um, but more fleshed out. Like it's really cool, yeah, yeah. cell shaded. It, it it looks nice. Um, if, if only the game around it matched it, I guess it would be a different story. Yeah, that was the same thing I thought too. It almost looks like another world or flashback yeah, or anything like like all those style of games, and it, it looks really good. And the animation is actually pretty good on it too. You yeah, know, like very fluid. Uh, it probably takes more than I mean. It's it's visual over uh, gameplay. For sure, because I mean, her swipe with her sword takes like one whole second, you know, where, you know, a lot of games are just like as, as much as you can mash that button, it does it where this not so much. So it's like the it's like the first Dark Souls. Or Monster <laughs> Hunter. Did uh, any of you go into the options on this game? No. So like I went, I went into the options thinking I'd go to easy mode. So maybe I could progress a little further. Well, there is no difficulty selection. <clears throat> but you can change between sword play and brawl. And if you switch to brawl, it's basically the same game, except instead of like stabbing her sword out, she just punches everybody, but she still has the sword. She just chooses to punch oh. people in the face instead of like stab at them. So everybody it's, has weapons yet too. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same game. It's just like the way your character <laughs> throws like damage is animated differently. Huh. And it might be like slightly quicker, but then you've also got to get closer you know, because you don't have the, the blade. It's really, it was really strange. Like I've never seen something like that in an options section for a, a game like this. No, that's a weird option. Right. I, I don't recommend revisiting it to check that out, but it's just, it was kind of like one of those things where I'm just like scratching my head. Like, really? This is, this was the options menu. <laughs> I don't get it. I pretty much just crouched and stabbed over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. It's the winning combination. Yep. All right. So let's move on to Blazion. Um, this came out in 1992. Uh, the description on this one, uh, the last desperate struggle of humanity to overcome its bio cyborg oppressors fly Garland, the latest development of the human rebel forces uh, with this ship, you'll take over bio cyborg battle cruisers and use them to fight your way into enemy headquarters See the battle unfold in dramatic, state-of-the-art graphics display. I think that's a stretch. Uh, it's nonstop action as you become the last hope of the galaxy. Um, <laughs> I think right off the bat with that description, it, it is not that 
technically or graphically impressive of a game, um, even for 1992 on the Super Nintendo. I don't know. I felt like it's a pretty generic game. So basically it's a, a horizontal scrolling shooter. Um, it was published by Atlas. And as you play this game, it starts out almost like every other shooter. Um, <clears throat> and as you're playing through it, you realize that something's missing. Um, and that something is a power-up system. Uh, and then eventually you'll start coming into these lo- these larger robots uh, or bigger enemy types that come on screen. And through dumb luck, or at least in my case, when I first discovered this, because I had no idea about this game, uh, I used my secondary missile attack, which I thought was a missile, but all it is is like a, I, I guess, like enemy override. So it instead of giving you a power-up, you take over control of the enemy that was attacking you, um, and you gain their abilities. So in that regard, it's it's one of the most interesting, I guess, takes on like a, a power-up system of sorts in a shooter like this. It's just that it's such a slow paced game and there's even large sections in almost every level where literally nothing happens. You just float through space uh, for a good <laughs> like 10 to 30 seconds. I don't know why the music's not great to listen to. The visuals are nothing amazing. So you have this really cool, like hit or miss, like, you know, take over enemies, like dynamic. That's cool, but it's just kind of lost on the rest of this game, which is kind of, just bland. And I, and I don't mean it to sound like it's an awful shooter. It's just a very average shooter with a very cool mechanic. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you said that, that you found that by accident because I was the same way. It was like my fifth time through the game starting out where I just used that missile on that first guy. I'm like, Oh, what? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, And then it gets interesting. Yeah, for sure. Then more interesting. Yeah. But even like the power up is kind of cool. Like if you get hit, you don't actually like lose them right away. You just get like instead of firing three bullets, you fire two or something, you know. So there's a gun. Yeah. So there's definitely some uh, interesting aspects for that as far as a power up system. But oh, my gosh, it is slow. Like, well, for the first five times through it, before I found that power up system, I was (laughs) like, I was like, I can't wait till this podcast comes around because people are shitting on fantasy zone. (laughs) This is is like half the speed of fantasy zone. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, that definitely redeems it a little bit. Um, But overall uh, it's, it's like you said, you're just kind of like overwhelmed with just bullets everywhere. And then all of a sudden you're just like, Oh, there's one guy. There's, there's another one guy. (laughs) Well, then you get into sections where like literally the whole background, cause they do such a bad job. It's in, it's in space, like every other shooter almost. Uh, but they do such a sparse job of like even putting stars in the outer space sections that there's like, I don't know if it's, it's, it's probably that second level. There's a section where like, I swear to God, it's like five seconds where there's not even a pixel of a star in the background. And you're like, did my game freeze? Like what's happening? It comes in, you know, the screen and slowly starts scrolling back for your like. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand the design choice there. Like, it's so weird to do something like that. I mean, yeah. Uh, my first few times through, like that was my favorite part was when there was nothing on the screen. I was like, <laughs> oh, good, I don't have to do anything now. Because <laughs> like, when, you're, when you're in that first ship, it's hectic. <laughs> like, I had no idea that you could take over the 
the other ships until it was probably like my fifth or sixth try. And then I was like, oh, what's this do? And was shooting it at everything. Finally, I hit the the like bigger enemy that came in. It looked like it just froze it. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, went past it. And then the second one of them came, that came in, I did the same thing. I was like, well, what's that do? So I drove up, like flew up to it and took over it. And that's when it actually was making more sense. And I guess to me, I'm not a huge fan of these type of games, but this one was fairly decent because of the the random, like, or not really random, but different style of power-up kind of, I guess, in my mind. Yeah, it had some strategy. Um, and it's funny when you mention that, because, like, the first time I played it, like, I thought, okay, it's a freeze bomb. And then, like, yeah, like, just like you, the natural thing in any shooter is you avoid the crap coming at you. So, yeah, I did the same thing. Like, I drove around him. I don't know how many times I played this game, and then eventually I accidentally clipped one. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Like, I get it now. (laughs) Yeah. And then there's another one later on. Is it? I think it's in the next level. Is it? After the first? I only got the first one. Maybe it was. Oh, really? Because there's, there's another style that's got different arms. Yeah. There's like... It shoots s- like burst lasers or something. Yep, there's like six different versions you can get. I, I progressed through like... I think I got through level four. But yeah, there are like six different... There's like one that's like a giant um, like Iron Man type guy. Um, there's another one that's got like a fire blast and then like unlimited homing missiles. So yeah, it's you kind of get to the point after like the second stage where there's three or four opportunities to take different enemies... So you can kind of like strategize a little bit and figure out which one you want to carry through to the end boss. It's pretty oh, fun. cool. <clears throat> and I do like with this one too, what it does is kind of interesting is you get like a boss, like it's almost like a boss scorecard, like how many hits you took, how quickly you did it. Um, so that's kind of neat. I mean, it's yeah. pointless at the end of the day, but plus, I mean, the power up changes your hitbox size too. You know, that that's something that changes the game big time too. Yeah. yeah. It makes it honestly like it's kind of frustrating, like how large of a target you are with those things. Cause like it's tough not to take damage. Yep. And it puts you into tight corridors right away. Cause apparently in whatever world this game exists in asteroids have rocket propulsion on the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I think we, we've got an idea and a taste for the three games. Let's, um, when we go back up to the top, Andy, and we'll start with you as far as our picks. Sure. I this one is a little bit tough because they're all I would I would say they're all rent if I could do that. <laughs> you cannot. Um <laughs> But oh, let's see here. My buy is probably going to be Blazion or Blazon, which sounds like a like a, how a really uh, stoner would yeah, say goodbye. Hip- yeah, <laughs> um, I I would probably do that as my buy on, and it's not a strong buy. Like I, I don't feel great about putting it there, just because of how slow of game that is compared to a lot of other shooters that we've done, even some that we've kind of shit on, or Justin's shit on, I should say. Um, <laughs> well, it's it's kind of sad too because like you got that Atlas tag on there, so like your hopes are so high upon firing it up. You know, yeah, yeah, it's just not quite there. Um, but <laughs> hey, it's my buy. 
nothing but negative things, but it's my buy. Um, <laughs> this game sucks. I want it. Uh, my rent is going to be SimCity just because it, I was actually surprised how well they pulled it off for being, uh, you know, a PC simulation game. So um, Gunboat, you should have learned your lesson and done it a lot better than or a lot better like SimCity does here. Um, but yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with it. It totally plays it well, but I think at the end of the day, if I was going to go back to that, I would play one of the newer versions uh, on the PC because it's the same game, just only better, you know? It's like saying like, oh, I want to play the old man's. It's just not what you would do overall. Um, but, and then my, my burn, unfortunately, is going to be Cutthroat Island, even though... I actually love the look of this game and the animation, like I said, but yeah, the, the amount of frustration that you give, and I don't know if we talked about this, but you know, there's the, they have the problem with the fighters off the screen. So somebody with a gun could be shooting you off the screen. You have no idea that it's coming. That was enough to put it in the burn pile for me just right there, just because it's like not fair. I think, like you said, just not fair. So, and that second level is just all, I mean, that you just got to push your way through it with memorization, which is not a game. That's not a gameplay style that they make anymore, you know? No. And to have like a barrier, like a, like that hard of a barrier, like five minutes into a game is just ridiculous. Yep. The biggest thing is everybody's attention span is different now than what we used to be for gaming. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Yeah, totally. (laughs) But I, but even if you compare it to like the minecart levels in Donkey Kong, those were hard. But the the hardest parts of those were like getting the collectibles out of them, right? So like if you were only focused on passing the level, it wasn't too bad. But this is just like, nah, you're, you hit yeah. a rock, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, there's just no reaction time. I mean, it's just straight trial and error memorization. You can't, you know, you can't get ahead of it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, Justin, how about you? All right. Um, I guess, like Andy said, this one's kind of a tough one. Um, they would all really fit rent, I guess, but we do have to pick them. So I'm going to pick for my buy the one that I actually had the most fun playing. And it's not a great game, but I'm going to go with SimCity for my buy. Um, I, I spent so much time as a kid playing that on PC and this, it doesn't play nearly as well, but it, it plays pretty good for what I expected it would be. Like when I first seen it, I was just shaking my head because it was going to be terrible, but it actually played pretty good. So this is going to be my buy. Um, my rent is going to be Blazion. Um, it, it's actually a pretty decent game. Um, one, once you figure out the power-ups. I, I really don't like this type of game. <laughs> I struggle with them. We should just record and, that for you, so every time I make you play a shooter, we can just insert that <laughs> so you don't have to keep telling everyone how much you hate shooters. It's not shooters. It's just side-scrolling shooters. This this shit. Like, first-person shooters I'm good with. <laughs> not FPS nowadays. Shooter, but... Yes. Okay. No. It. I don't know. I just really struggle with them. So th- this game is gonna be my rent. Um. I d- I did enjoy it. I guess. But 
and then my burn is going to be Cutthroat Island. Um, it, like you guys said, the visuals for that game look pretty good. Um, it kind of reminded me of um, like Aladdin. Is it? Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I can see um, that. Just just visually, but I don't know. I, I just I didn't have the patience for this game. Um, the the first level was brutal enough, and then get to the second level and. I gave up. I, I did watch a few videos of it, and it looks even more annoying later on. So there's a horse carriage one. <laughs> oh, great! So the cart the cart wasn't the end of horrible levels. <laughs> no, there's like a few levels later. There's a horse carriage you gotta drive around. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my picks. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel the same way you guys do with this lot. I, I mean, I to me, I think there's one clear turd like beyond the averageness of the group. Um, I, I would go, I guess Blazion um, would be my buy. It's <clears throat> again, I love the mechanic in it. I think it's a really interesting mechanic in a shooter that I've not seen before, but it's just one of the most bland <laughs> shooters. Uh, and it's just so slow. Uh, just, I, again, I'm crapping all over it and I'm buying it, but it's just, it's kind of a letdown because <laughs> it's got this really cool premise and just like a really lame um, visual style and, you know, speed or, or tempo of gameplay. Um, I would rent SimCity. I actually did rent this game uh, for the Super Nintendo back in the day uh, when I was a kid. And I, I enjoyed it for what it was, but it was never a game that I would want to you know, play for super long periods of time. I mean, I'd always like even playing it again here, get to a point where I'm like, well, that was cool, but I'm going to destroy this thing now and, you know, walk away from it. Um, and then I would, of course, burn Cutthroat Island. It's just, <clears throat> it's it's exactly what you'd expect a, a movie licensed game uh, of that era to be. Um, you know, the majority of them were just atrocious and this game is, is real bad, and I don't know that. Like, I don't remember the movie at all, so I don't know that the movie did well either. So that's probably um, not helping the case with this game. But I'll happily burn that one, um, even though it's got a, a great visual style to it. That was probably one of the most brutal fire and burns, just with like how mundane all of those games were. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd have to agree. It's like. It's kind of strange. It's like the shitty game is brought up a little bit by some aspects that are really good. And then yeah. like some classic games are brought down just because of the platform that they're on. <laughs> so if only we could have merged like visuals and like elements from each, it would have been great. We could have had one pretty okay game. guys moving on from buy rent burn what is going on in the world what have you guys been up to anything exciting news games movies well i uh went to mall of america this weekend nice and to pick up some new underoos at baby gap no i figured that'd be a little creepy they'd probably (laughs) kick me out for that but uh. (laughs) uh we went to there's a place called uh, GameWorks in there. 
It's basically just a glorified Dave and Buster's. So uh, my wife found a good deal on that. And so we kind of decided to go down there for the weekend. And boy, that is not what you expect in arcade anymore. <laughs> it's it's like night and day compared to like the barcades, you know? Yeah. In that it's mostly like prize driven shenanigans instead of actual games. Right. Yeah. And if there is arcade games, it's like racing games or, you know, she, it, there was a couple like House of the Dead style games there too, but nothing like old style, not even a Miss Pac-Man, you know? It's so disappointing. Most of them at least have like a multi-cade, you know what I mean? Dig Dug, yep. Pac-Man, Rally X. Yep, exactly. Did you guys, I suppose, did you guys go to Up Down or you didn't make it over? No, we didn't make it over there. We were thinking about doing that Sunday, but it, the times just didn't line up. Sure. Yeah, and Uptown's kind of tough too because it's like you don't want to do it in the evening because it's not in like the most wonderful area of Minneapolis. So, yeah, it was, it was something that, like getting tickets and then going into the area to buy something with tickets. I haven't done that in twenty years, probably. So, <laughs> get anything good? No, not really. The like it's even a bigger ripoff than what it was back then. I think even. Like 2,000 tickets like, is like a Tootsie Roll or what? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's <laughs> You think college, you think tuition, college tuition is bad? Uh, the ticket, arcade ticket inflation is out of control. <laughs> <laughs> Can't afford to send my kids to the arcade anymore. What's going on? <laughs> that place has like, uh, it's got like a restaurant and bar too, right? You can. Yeah, we had a few beers there too. The fourth level, right? And there's like that other like simulation area too with like actual go-karts, like the indie cars and Yep. yep. That's that's the place, yeah. Well that is the place. Okay. It's all kind of right up there. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I was somewhat excited. It's been the it was the first area that I've ever seen uh an additional initial D cabinet, which is like a Japanese anime about cars. So those things are hard to find in the wild overall. So seeing them there and getting to play that, that was pretty cool. Made it worth the trip. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know about that. I I would rather go to up down, like you said, but this was too good a deal where it was like, I think it was like 15 bucks to play all day, you know, from whatever you want. So yeah. Yeah. That's totally worth it. You can't beat that. Yeah. Was it packed or not? Not too bad. Uh, we got there at like eleven o'clock, so it was not packed at all. Um, but as the day went on, by the time we were done, there was a lot. You couldn't even get on a machine. So nice. Well, it's always nice to get away too, like you know, from the kids for the weekend, especially if I think you and I were talking because Jill and I did that a couple of weeks ago, and you're like, "Yeah, we haven't done that in like a, a long time." So yeah, it's always nice. Yeah, to it was time to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a lot more expensive than it used to be, too. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. <laughs> uh, you so you didn't get drug around all the stores in the mall, or did you also do that, or you just went for the arcade? Uh, my wife, out of all the stores, she's like, I need to go into Payless Shoes to buy shoes, and I'm sitting there thinking, like, why are we shopping for shoes in the, in the Mall of America, and, and then you're going to carry around these shoes to the arcade? <laughs> uh, but overall, not not too much, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny that they have a Payless shoes on the Mall of America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that be crazy expensive to be in there? You'd think so. Although they have like eight GameStops, so I don't know. Yeah. I've, it's, it's, I, I, 
I counted like eight lid stores, the hat stores, you know, there's like eight of them in there. Just like, how do you make that much money off hats where you can afford that many? Right. Right. And they all carry the same crap. It's not like, (laughs) you know, the one 20 feet in the other direction is going to have different stuff. I don't get it. (laughs) Yeah. There's like so much repetition in that mall. It's just kind of ridiculous. It is nice though. I don't like it usually. No. No. See, I, I like it like this time of the year just because like, you know, it's so frigid, like you can't do anything outside really anyway. So it's kind of nice to just get in and like walk around. Like it's kind of almost like you're outside in that like Nickelodeon area. Mine, you know, it's like being out in nature with lots of screaming children and, you know, roller coasters. <laughs> it's, it's pretty close. Call me. But yeah, I, it's not a it's not a destination, I, I guess, that I necessarily need to go to too often. But we get there once every couple of years. Yep. Kind of want to go now and play some arcade games. Uh, you're probably better off at Updown, or yeah. the, the new one coming to town. Yeah, that's true. And in a few months, we'll have our very own, and I'll the the barcade and brewery, which means I will officially sign myself up to become a full blown alcoholic. Um, <laughs> so I'm looking I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be great. Rides <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. Yep, yep. I'll be well. I won't be able to afford those, but I'll just sleep downtown on the streets with everybody else that's homeless. So, you know, <laughs> Jill will leave me. The kids won't see me anymore, but it's okay. I'll have you know my brewery and uh, arcade, so it'll be fine. <laughs> Your thermos, yeah. <laughs> yep, it'll be, it'll be all right. So I don't know. Did you guys hear the news about uh, a, a new remaster that's coming out for PlayStation Four and Xbox One? Spyro. Uh no. Oh. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a little racing oh, game. Oh yes. uh, There's a series of them. <laughs> this is uh, this is one of my favorites. Um, basically, uh, it's it's in the Burnout franchise. Any guesses? Uh full auto. Yes. <laughs> yes, and now I get to hate this song all over again. Because yeah. every time I boot up this remaster, I'm going to hear Guns N' Roses' Paradise City again. Oh my god, I used to I used to play that so much. Like you can't do anything to like shut off that audio. Like what it loads up, it's just like that Paradise City loop. I like I've never hated a song so much <laughs> in my entire life. I don't know. There's an Avril Lavigne song in there that gets pretty annoying. <laughs> After oh, really? 30 hours of that game. <laughs> See, that's what I loved about it was because I had it on the PS3, so I like custom loaded my own soundtrack. Sure. So I was listening. Like once I got through the opening, you know, loading screen, I just kind of loaded that up and went to town. It was great. <laughs> and I guess it's gonna have like all the DLC and I don't know. I'm really excited because they've kind of neglected that. Well, not kind of, they've totally neglected that franchise. And I always thought Paradise City was like one of the greatest racing games. I've ever played at least. I mean, I could, I sunk so many hours just like driving around the city, even not doing races or, you know, online mini missions. And so good. So yeah. freaking good. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering how well it holds up compared to a lot of racing games that just turned into that formula. You know, like it was one of the first ones that was like, here's an open city, take whatever route that you can, you know? Right. You know, midnight club was kind of like that, but, uh, this one that, they kind of perfected it. So I, uh, I don't know, like all the need for speed ones that came later on, all the Forza horizon stuff. That's it's all that stuff now. So I'm, I don't know if it can beat Forza horizon anymore. Does PlayStation have anything that would be like that? Forza horizon though? Like, yeah, that's a good point. 
I don't think there's anything with that. I mean, level of arcadiness, like even like the horizon stuff that's like more drift based. Like, is there anything that's that straight arcadey feeling? Cause I mean, that was kind of the thing that got me with, I mean, the open city aspect was great too, but it was just like one of those racing games that doesn't take itself too seriously. You know, it's still about like smashing off of walls around corners and muscling your way to the end. I mean, I don't know if there's really anything quite like that. I mean, there's definitely closer comparisons, but yeah, and not as much eff- emphasis on like crashing other guys, you know, takedowns, right? Like burnout is <clears throat> for sure. I never actually played yeah. that one, but I know you had mentioned it many times and to try it and whatnot. But... Yeah, it's it's one that I would hi- highly recommend keeping on your radar. I mean, a lot of it. I think a lot of people loved that game, so like the nostalgia will drive you know just to v- revisit that game in a in a prettier format is going to be a big deal. But I mean, I would just get into online lobbies on that and just like do all the stupid like stunts, you know, and like, you know, you'd get like random stuff. Like you'd be in a lobby with what eight other cars or 12 other cars and be like, you know, rack up 25 midair collisions. And it was just fucking awesome. I would spend (laughs) hours doing just dumb shit like that. It was great. I can't wait to do it again. This version is only going to have the Guns N' Roses song, right? All the other songs are going to be like in loot boxes right. or something. Yep, I agree. Yep. Although I've heard that it's going to be um, a redone version of Paradise City with the new fat, slow Axl Rose. <laughs> so it might not live up to, you know, the original, but I'm sure it'll work. They, they can get around some licensing fees that way. So. Yep. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I was pretty excited like I, I don't know how long that news has been out but i just heard about it today and i just immediately was like pumped i'm like I, I can't wait to get this game and i think it's out relatively soon too so it looks like uh it's good march nice wow yeah i am super ready to jump back into that game a friday release no oh, that's weird yeah they're starting to is do it coming that, out yeah. on switch uh, no, no. <laughs> Is it made by EA? <laughs> <laughs> I did see though they they're making the Spyro trilogy remaster. Yeah, I saw that too. So kind of seemed inevitable after the crash thing, right? Yeah, and the success of it. Yeah, especially since they own it. Yeah, that could be a good bag. I mean, those were fun games. They were a little like too cutish, I guess. But I always felt like those first couple Spyro games like really showed um the full potential of the playstation like near the end like what people could do with it those were like they hold up really well there aren't too many playstation games i feel that you can like go back to today and boot up that you're kind of like wow i understand the object that's in front of me (laughs) and like can identify it you know it's kind of impressive since those games are so old now how many kids are going to get that game and be like where are all my skylanders at (laughs) right Maybe that's what they'll do is like add Skylander functionality to this. So you can actually do something with those worthless hunks of shit. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of that, I actually went to Toys R Us on Monday with my kids. Um, Cause my daughter didn't have school. So both kids stayed home and they were like just fire sale on their uh, Skylander stuff. And like, I have every Skylanders game, all of them factory sealed still in like the big boxes. Cause I buy them cause I'm an idiot. Cause they're like four bucks. And like, they're all sitting on a shelf back there. And I was like, wow, these are only 50 cents a piece. Like I'm going to buy all these. So I walked out with like a bag of Skylanders that I don't know why I did that. I'm not going to use them. I mean, I did the same what thing. What was I thinking? 
this, you? Okay, this weekend. I don't feel bad about myself. But they only had two. <laughs> There's only two models okay. and they had like 2,000 of each of them. And they were like 50 cents was a piece. It, was it the superchargers? Yes, like the fish supercharging race one. Yep, that's the one I got. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I think I, I didn't, I only got three of them. But it was like two of the bigger cars and then one of the figure. And that was the same thing. Like the figure, whole wall. Like, I don't get it, but <laughs> yeah. whatever. Somebody made a mistake ordering. <laughs> huh? You forgot to carry the five, Bob. Oh, no. <laughs> that, uh, it's amazing how quickly they crashed and burned. Because like even in Toys R Us, that was like two full aisles was just Skylander shit, like Disney Infinity. And now like you can't find any of that. Yeah, it's all gone. I'm waiting for the Lego stuff to just drop. But I mean, it's like incrementally doing it, but it's not like a couple bucks here and there at all. Yeah. So that's the one that I had the most fun with. Because at least with the Lego stuff, like at the end of the day, you still have Legos from it. Like that's still cool or cooler than a Skylanders, I guess. Yeah. And it's all stuff that like we grew up with too. Half of it, you know. Yeah. Like, you made a Knight Rider figure. Like I don't know why you did that, but sure. Because <laughs> no one hassles the Hoff. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Yes. My kids always look at those too because they like love Ghostbusters. So they'll always see the Ghostbusters Lego packs and want them, and I'm like, ah, I'm still not ready to shell twenty three bucks out for that thing. So yeah, that's got to be next. Matter of time. Yeah. At some point that like there's that just that just doesn't fit into the store's floor plans anymore. You know, that type of toy thing. So, well, yeah, Best Buy and Target aren't even going to carry CDs anymore. You think they're going to keep fucking tchotchke (laughs) gaming peripherals around? Hell no. Yeah. Did anyone else fall off of Monster Hunter real hard since the last podcast like I did? Yeah, I probably played, I don't know, a week and a half ago last time. Yeah, it's probably been about a week for me. I booted it up on Sunday or Monday. I was like, alrighty, I'm, I'm like, I'm I'm ready. I'm like gonna get back into this and I opened it up and I got my daily login bonus and I just looked at my quest list and I was like, ah <laughs> like I don't I don't know if I can do this again. You know, I I log in and see my hours played, you know, in the fifty hours. I'm like, I might have gotten everything and i don't know it's it's so weird like i really loved that game and i'm just like it's kind of almost like a destiny 2 repeat where i'm like i think i got what i wanted out of it and i might be okay not doing any more of that but i'm not i'm not sure yet yeah i'm kind of the same way with you like for me it's like if i was getting to a point where i was progressing where i was like okay i can just sit back and play the rest of this game but it's it's not it's like you struggle every single time so it's like i don't know if i want to keep spending more time on it if i don't know if i'm going to progress it in a timely manner <laughs> at this point right well i heard there's like that new ryu or ryu ryu right yeah. ryu quest which requires like seven passes through in the same uh the same quest to get like all the pieces you need to get the armor or like the armor outfit which isn't even i heard that that good like because it's like it's an all or nothing set like it's a full outfit so you have to wear the whole thing and i guess the stats aren't even that great but you can apparently like throw hadoukens oh that's cool and stuff too yeah and apparently like it's i think that's i can't remember if they were saying that came with the outfit or if that's like an emote thing you have to buy but apparently the hadouken also does like a small amount of damage 
So I think I was listening to like the Beast Cast there or the Bomb Cast. They were talking about how like there are runs of people like taking out like a Jagoras, just like four dudes like throwing Hadoukens. <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> that's pretty died. cool. That would be all right. But like, yeah. I don't think I've got seven runs in me to like, I think it was like a larger Barath is what you have to take out. Like just a really big Barath. Oh, and you have yeah. to do that seven times. And I hated fighting the regular one. I don't want to do fucking seven runs of a bigger one. Right. Plus, I mean, like games have not stopped releasing. Like if, if this was right. the only game that came out for a couple of months, I probably would keep going with it. But boy, there's just so much on my, on my list that I want to keep playing. But yeah well it's just such a tough game to like because obviously like the fun i mean i liked playing the game solo but the fun in it was playing with a group but it's like so hard to keep enough people at the same level on the same quest to like make it work that it's just such a deterrent i don't know yeah that's a good point too i still really i mean i still really love the time i put into it i just i don't know that i'm gonna keep dropping more i just keep going to fortnite i can't i can't uh justify playing a different game when I have stuff I want to do on Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. They got Battle Pass, a new one coming out on well, either tomorrow or Friday to unlock new I guess outfits and emotes and stuff. Nice. Wasn't there like a space suit or something? Yeah, I've seen a picture. I don't really know. I haven't really looked a whole lot into it as to what all you unlock. I figured I'd wait and have a little bit of a surprise. Yeah. I'm sure there's pictures and stuff leaked all over of what every tier is, but figured I'd wait and and see, but I seen a picture of a space outfit somewhere. I'm sure that'll be one of them. Hopefully you get like a laser beam, like an old-timey like space laser beam pistol skin or something, it'd be cool. <laughs> oh, they're talking about doing skins too. Nice. Huh. Everybody's requesting so I'm sure that's another way they can make money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The dollar signs are like <laughs> fucking rolling in their eyes. Cha-ching. Yeah. Which uh, I'm fine with it because it's a free game. So it's not. Yeah. Right. Like, it's not loot box oriented. And it's. Like, you can earn the their currency through the the PVE mode. Oh, sure. So you can play, play the PVE mode to earn the money to buy whatever you want. So technically, like once you've bought the full game, you could grind your way to whatever else you need yeah like i got what almost 400 v bucks in a few hours b bucks uh v oh okay character. i thought maybe you had a stutter but bucks <laughs> <laughs> yes so <laughs> i'm working on it all right <laughs> but yeah so you can make make the in-game currency by playing it, it's, I'm fine with that method, especially since it's a free game, technically, or will be a free game. Yeah, a pretty solid free be, game. Yeah, it's supposed to be later this year, and I, once it is free, I think I should jump on there and play it. It's pretty fun, actually. <laughs> yeah, let's check it out. Like bucks. Okay. I saw Andy, you were playing um, Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, I started Shadow of the Colossus, the, the new remake. Um, man, that... That looks gorgeous compared to the old one. Uh, and the, the old one looked good too, um, but it runs a lot better, obviously. <laughs> uh, it still has some weird controls as far as like things that like, okay, things have changed in the last 10 years, but they still stick to it a little bit. Um, 
but I I don't know. Like, they, I have have you guys played that game at all? No. Okay. I always wanted to, but never did. Yeah, it, it's mostly like a boss rush. Like, it's 16 bosses. That's pretty much what the game is. And obviously, there's a very light story to it. But it's just like, hey, you killed a boss, go back, hit, kill another boss. Oh, there's a monster over here, kill this monster. Does this sound familiar? <laughs> you know, like, like uh, playing this right after Monster Hunter was like, <laughs> oh boy, this is this is almost identical to. The, yeah, it's it's pretty close. Except at least I can just go right in and fight the next monster instead of like, do I have, do I have the right gear? Is my cat ready for this? <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I'll probably play it all the way through the end because I mean, if it was, it's only like a five or six hour game. So, but if it was any longer than that, I would be like, oh, I can't do this right now. <laughs> is it? It's not a full sixty, right? Is it a forty dollar game? Right, or I paid forty. I. Yeah, it's forty, but I, you know, Best Buy, I paid Gamers thirty Club. or whatever. Yeah, thirty-two. Yeah, I think I might wait until this thing gets down to like twenty-five, and then I'll <clears throat> grab it. Yeah, this... I still have like my PS2 copy. I think I even have the PS3 one somewhere, probably. Yeah, this is the writing on the wall that this will be like you know the value twenty-dollar game at some point on the on the mm-hmm. PS4. So I'm sure it'll drop somewhat soon. But yeah, there's so many games coming out; it's just unreal. Yeah, I almost pulled the trigger on Bayonetta too, and yeah, the download code. But I was like, God, I just can't. Like, I need to. I I don't want to rebuy games that I already have for the Wii U. You know what I mean? Like to me, there was no value added there. Like I've already got Bayonetta and Bayonetta two for the Wii U. And like, I thought about it. I was like, Well, is having that portably something I really need? No, because I don't want to play that portably. Like I want a good controller. Not that I couldn't bring like a pro controller and play it portably, but. I just couldn't couldn't do it. Like I probably should buy it just because it'll probably be one of those games that's I don't know shorter supply run, so it might be worth something again. But it's possible. But I don't know those days. I don't, I don't know so much on how that'll go on Switch, but on the Switch, yeah. But as well, far as for all the indie stuff that keeps coming out, yeah. <laughs> I did buy. Uh, I've been wanting it for a while, so I paid way too much. At, of course, for the physical version on the Switch of Wonder Boy the Dragon's Trap. I've been playing a lot of that. That's a real beautiful game. Um, so I've been playing playing a good amount of that and having fun with it. I haven't gotten through it yet because I got a good portion of the way in, like a few dragons deep, and then my kids wanted to play it. So we were sitting down there, just kind of like retreading all the areas I'd been to before and dying horribly. And <laughs> it was fun. For whatever reason, too, like my son was like, all about playing only in the retro mode, oh. like, but it looks so ugly and like the art style is so great in the in new the, one. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, but he only wants to play like the like butt like retro <laughs> graphics. <laughs> uh. So whatever, but yeah, that's a that's a good game. I'm glad I picked that one up. Came with a bunch of you know it's uh, the Nicholas or whatever or Nicholas. I don't know how you say it. So it came with a bunch of like the extra feelies and. Yeah, you know, keychain, mini soundtrack. So it's it's a nice bundle, and it's a fun game. I think my favorite part of it was just that the uh, card itself for the Switch had that Master System grid on it, like with the red and black. Oh, nice! Really nice touch, like really nice. Yeah, I did. I did pick that up this weekend too, but I haven't dove into it. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. Like, I just grabbed it off the shelf because I'm like, oh, I want this. And brought it up there, and you're like, it was like forty dollars. I'm like, are you kidding right. me? It's like fifteen digitally. Like, come on, man. Yeah, 
<laughs> like I, I could see 30 maybe, but 40 is uh, right. that's infinite. Yeah. And that's the whole thing is like, okay, I get that the card costs an additional $10 above like every other price that you would put on another system. But yeah, 40 for that was way, yeah. way bonkers. I don't know. That, that's kind of the problem is like, I'm, I'm fine with like all the indie stuff coming to the switch. I think it's great. And I'm all for physical versions, but and keep it at 30 bucks. Like 30 bucks should be the cap for indie. For what was sure. That? Yeah. What was that like 25 or 20 when it came out on like PS4 physically? I paid 25. Uh, right. Maybe it was. Yeah, I think it was 25 on through limited run when they did theirs. Okay. Yeah. 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 It was kind of a sucker punch to the wallet, but <clears throat> it's a great game. So I can't complain too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of stuff. I picked up that Secret of Mana as well. Haven't dove into that, even though I've heard it's awful. <laughs> and that's just like a reimagine or like a reboot, like a HD version. I mean, it's the same yeah, it's kind of like a remake. Yeah. Graphics. Okay. That's what that's what I've heard is pretty much a remake, but I don't know what that means anymore. <laughs> right? Isn't that just gaming in general now? Everything yeah. <clears throat> we get is a remake of something else. Yeah. Exactly. We can just stop calling them remakes, remasters, and we'll just start calling them new releases now because, like, that's all we get. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a, it's like it, gaming has become as bad as, like, the movie industry. It's like, hey, let's just recycle garbage from fucking 15 years ago. Okay. That sounds yeah. good, Bob. Way better. I don't have to think. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And I mean, I get it to some extent. Like, there are games that I'm super happy to have back, like with a graphical facelift. But so much of it is just, especially like coming out of that early end of this generation, where it was just like, why are you bringing over a game that was already in high definition that came out a year ago? You know what I mean? Like The Last of Us, like The Dark Souls, the, all of that. Like, it didn't need to come across. Right. I mean, when you go from like PS2 to PS3, like HD and those, like, sure, that makes a little bit more sense. But like uh, 720 to 1080 and 30 to 60 frames or something like that is like, it's not worth, you know, the whole, no. the whole extra re-release on it. Um, yeah. I agree. Just make it backwards compatible. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which that's the part that I'm surprised about the, the burnout one. That that is backwards compatible, yet they're is it really yeah for the three sixty yeah yeah I believe so so then they're making a remaster on it I wonder if they get rid of the backwards compatibility that would be funny <laughs> yeah I mean I suppose that bonus then is like at least you get all the DLC content and true yeah you know but yeah I didn't even think about that like I I just I'm so pumped for that just because I only had it on PS3. I cannot go back to PS3 now and play it. I just hate that controller. Yeah. So much. <laughs> I really want to play that. Uh, the rhyme is free on PS4. What's that? It's supposed to be kind of oh, like a Zelda like game. Blue Sky, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. I heard that was pretty good, actually. A couple of people at work were playing it. Yeah, I downloaded it right away. I started playing Knack with Ryder, my, my son, because I got that little Hori mini pad. So he can actually grab it now. And he's actually really been enjoying Knack. Like it's for that age of a kid, it's, it's a pretty good game. I mean, I think as an adult, I would be 
pretty pissed off that I paid money for that, but <laughs> I don't know, a free one. Yeah. Your kids would probably like it too, Justin. It's it's like a really simple two button platformer. It's it's fun. They enjoy it. I should download I, I re-downloaded Rocket League because Aubrey used to play that all the time, so I figured I'd download that again. Play it. And then uh I also have like a, a word attack game. We're gonna spell out a word and the longer the word the more damage it does. She plays that huh. one so huh. needs a little bit of help finding some words. She must already be way out of my daughter because Lily can't really spell that well yet. Just load up Typing of the Dead and she'll get really good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. That's the best edutainment game ever. (laughs) A fact. (laughs) Typing of the Dead. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Hate it. Lack of typing. Yeah, I well, I'm a really sloppy typer, so right, and I, I screw up a lot. That's the one that we played, wasn't it? MGC. Yeah, yeah, MG- yeah. Well, we were both pretty hammered too, so <laughs> give us a little bit of credit. <laughs> <laughs> Had we been sober, we probably would have fared much better. It's hard to c- comprehend and read when everything's kind of like doubled up and sweaty fingers and beer dripping over the keyboard. The whole concept is like a nightmare, though, really, when you think about it, that zombies are coming after you. (laughs) Right. I can't spell banana correctly, (laughs) so I'm going to (laughs) die. Yeah. I need to get that game for the Dreamcast because I've got the keyboard and everything. I should totally. Oh, yeah. You're set up. Track down a copy. Okay, it's time for the fail bag where we answer questions from 20 plus years ago and answer them as if they were addressed to us. Um, because most likely they were. But uh, let's start with our first question here um, from Stormy. Actually, it's his email address. We could put it out there, see if he's still out there. But maybe I won't do that. <laughs> Just do it. We don't care. <laughs> Stormy1271 at AOL.com. Oh, at AOL. Yeah. Yeah. That tells you how old this is. He says, I bought Microsoft Flight Simulator 98 for my computer. The game is awesome, but I have one problem. How do I find out what all the gauges are for? The game tells me to do this and that, but I have to guess because I don't know what all the gauges are for. Any help would be nice. Well, Last I checked, back in this era, there was this little thing called instruction manuals that came with games. I know that they don't exist in 2018, but seems like that'd be a good place to start. Yeah, I mean, those games came with like a 200-page manual. So uh, just do your homework and actually read the effing book instead of, you know, writing us, annoying us. I'd suggest enroll in flight school and go through mm-hmm. all the classes and learn. There you go. Yeah, hands-on experience. Yeah. That's true. Once you're done, you can go back to flying simulation. (laughs) That'll be way easier. Here's your pilot's license. Yes, I can finally play my game. (laughs) Success. 
<laughs> half the half the reason I picked this question is what EGM wrote back to him. The old it's like the simplest line here. He says they say, You really don't read EGM, do you? <laughs> That's awesome. In all honesty, like half those gauges probably don't do anything. No. No, I mean most of it's just for like visual. I mean, really, like as long as you had like your throttle and your pitch, that's kind of all you really needed to play those games. Right. And who didn't? I mean, the whole point of the game was to figure out how do you take off and then immediately like land it into something that looked cool on the ground, right? Just like yeah. pretty much 90 degree perpendicular right to the ground. Right. Yeah, you picked your target, you flew into it. That was the game. I mean, I never completed yeah. a mission. This was a pre 9-11 world for sure. So. <laughs> yes. Yep. That is that's very true. <laughs> Odd situation when I'm not making the 9-11 joke. <laughs> <laughs> Here's an ad that was in EGM number 57 of April 1994. Now remember the 1994 part here because it's important. This ad says... Uh, Fort Worth, Texas, Radio Shack is now offering re-releases of more than 50 of the most popular Atari video games, including such classics as Pac-Man, Pole Position, Centipede, and Donkey Kong. Owners of Atari Series 2600 or 7800 video game players may purchase the titles at nearly 6,000 participating Radio Shack stores and dealers nationwide through an express order program. And it goes on a little bit more... Uh, the quote from Radio Shack's president, Len Roberts, he says, Radio Shack's decision to offer these titles is in response to parents' concerns about the proliferation of violent video games in today's marketplace. Uh, Atari t- the Atari titles sell for $9.99 plus a small charge for home delivery. After speaking with a representative from Radio Shack, he informed us that the boxes, game carts, and manuals are all original and are not old cartridges with new cases and boxes. I had no idea this happened. I still feel like that's not... I'm not saying they repackaged old cartridges. I'm saying they bought available old new stock. old stock. Yes, that's yep. exactly what I think happened. I don't think they like resurrected and like had a surplus of like new manufactured classics i think like they literally like found a warehouse deal and they're like yeah we'll take those this is like almost 10 years after the crash <laughs> well yeah the P- <laughs> you're in the 16-bit generation and you're like advertising that you're stocking 2600 games like nobody gave a shit like no but like let's be realistic too like nobody owned the 7800 did you anyone did you know the 7800 existed as a kid <laughs> no i didn't i didn't know anyone that had no. one i didn't know it was a thing no, I fifty two hundred for that matter too. I never knew that one either. But yeah, that's true. I don't either. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is just like the top type of like top quality business decisions that you'd expect from a uh, you know quality company like Radio Shack that has <laughs> survived and continued to prosper and be fruit- fruitful to this day. So. Yep. I just I love that they. That's exactly it. They, you know, they, they found somebody who they probably got these things for free almost just to get rid of them some, from some warehouse and they're spinning it as if like, oh yeah, violent video games. Here's a, here's a way right. to get, 
But if you bought your kid a bunch of Atari games in 1994, that would probably result in violence uh, that <laughs> still stemmed from video games. So I don't know. Oh. I, I just I, I picture in my head too that like this home delivery isn't like through the mail. Like it's literally like some dude like driving like the RC cars that you got from Radio Shack back in the day. Like there's a cart strapped to the front and it's like going door to door and just like <laughs> here's your game. <laughs> flies back to the store. It's <laughs> totally how it happened. The sound effects again? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that said, we're making fun of Radio Shack selling Atari games again 10 years after the fact, but we're all like, yes, Burnout Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, violent video games. I mean, that's... That's true. I'm back. Actually, they still might have them. I haven't been in a Radio Shack since probably 1994. So. They're still outrageously priced. Maybe. Are there still Radio Shacks that exist now after the bankruptcy? Like, there's got to be a few select stores, right? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Everything around here closed a long time ago. Pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, this one's from Nintendo Power. Chris from Kansas City, Missouri says... When Nintendo says there is a microchip shortage, is there really a lack of chips, or is Nintendo holding out on us? Most of the really rad titles like Super Mario 2 and Ninja Gaiden are never in. Honestly, what's up? I just like that he called them super rad titles. <laughs> yeah. Super Mario 2? <laughs> yeah, I don't recall there ever being like a shortage on Super Mario Brothers 2. Like, that seemed like that was a game you could find everywhere. Like Zelda and all those I've heard were pretty bad for a long time yeah i mean it was probably nintendo holding out right i mean isn't that their whole business model through today is right it's it's a you know chip shortage thing but really let's only produce like five hundred thousand nes classics and then it's a success because everybody wants one can't get one free publicity you know this might be a little bit different because it's it's like if they're saying ninja gaiden you know that's a third party and i can't imagine the third party would be too happy with those type of shenanigans, but yeah, that's true. Although back then, like Nintendo was um, really strict on like how many copies of titles you could even put out. Like, yeah, their licensing stuff was just insane. So I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, I think maybe back then too, a lot of it was just like where you lived, right? I mean, certain areas of the country got more product than others. So different markets, different different demands. Does it say where he's from? Kansas City. Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, Midwest. It's just funny that, like, even early on, Nintendo was, you know, kind of subject to these conspiracy theories, you know? <laughs> so even then, it was like, oh, they their business practices are just out of the norm. So it's almost, you have to be like, wait, something else is going on, right? You know? Right. <clears throat> yeah, I wouldn't put it past him. I mean... It seems possible. I'm gonna go with it's it's a possible. It's a conspiracy theory. Yes, um, that's my vote. Conspiracy. <laughs> Who's with me? I think Radio Shack bought them all up, and they're trying to push Atari cards. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened. They made all the Atari cards. So all the chips are gone. God dang it! Where'd you go, Radio Shack? Uh, I didn't need more Atari's 2600 ports of Pac-Man. 
I needed Mario Brothers too. <laughs> Got to the bottom of that one quickly. Oh yeah, they were definitely holding out on you. Mm-hmm. Here's another conspiracy. Where's Mega Man Two? Craig from Glendale, California says I was puzzled with the regard to the cover of your May issue. On the cover, it shows a picture of Mega Man 2 and mentions a preview of the game, but when I looked through the magazine, I saw only a few paragraphs and one screenshot of the game. Well, where's Mega Man 2? It never existed. I also would like to point out that a few paragraphs and a picture of the game is literally what a preview entails. <laughs> yep. So I don't know what this guy was expecting. Uh, I don't think it was going to be like a 10-page expose. I mean, come on. Yeah, I for me, do you, I, this might be a little bit strange for me, but I feel like Mega Man Two is where everybody got into it. Like nobody was at the first one and be like, "Hey, where's the second one?" Right? I maybe I'm incorrect in that, but <sighs> no, I feel like you're right. Like I didn't, re- I didn't know what Mega Man was until like the two and three era, like when those were both out. Yeah, because the first one just kind of went under the radar. I do recall like going to a friend, a neighbor's house at one point and seeing like the. <laughs> the cover art for one and being like, what the fuck? And then, <laughs> and then they put it, played it. And I was like, Oh, okay. This is a, this is not as bad as that uh, cover art led me to believe. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I agree. Like it was, it was, that was like the jumping off point it was like, okay, people know what this is now. Yeah. But it does in fact release. We can tell you from the future that Mega Man two exists. And outside of the paragraphs in one screenshot, it, it does come out. There's there's actually a lot of Mega Man 2s, like Legends 2, X2, a lot of Mega Man 2s in your future. Battle Network 2. Yeah. Fun with numbers, Mega Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> We're still waiting for Mega Man Soccer 2, but... My first contraceptive, Mega Man 2. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> We're running out of game ideas at that point, but I didn't make it. I mean, blame <laughs> Capcom. <laughs> that sounds like more of like a government funded program. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another one. Dean from Fort Lauderdale, Florida says, I'm really stumped in your May issue. I found your special tip booklet to be quite helpful, but I can't seem to get the Shinobi and afterburner tips to work. How about some help? How about some info? Which tips? What are you doing wrong? (laughs) (laughs) I don't do things so good. Help. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they printed it wrong. Really? Yeah. What did they print wrong? Basically, they printed it wrong, and in Shinobi, you can select your level during the title screen by pressing the pad down while holding the button to, while pressing pause a hundred times. A hundred times? (laughs) Fuck that. (laughs) That's why it doesn't work. You got 99 times. I wonder how long this kid tried this. (laughs) His thumb fell off. He's got, like, carpal tunnel. Oh, I'm sorry for the inconvenience. Have you pressed this button on her times? <laughs> I tried that, sir. Maybe the original misprint was like pressing a thousand times. <laughs> that sucks. Poor oh. kid. 
That's some irresponsible journalism there, Eugene. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that is not even worth doing as a code. Like, who would program that in? It's sadistic. Oh, okay, I read that a little bit wrong. It, it's while pressing pause a hundred times on afterburner allows you to continue past the twelfth level. So still, though, like a hundred times in any games is, is nuts. And really, what's the point in afterburner? They all look the same. Like it's a palette swap. Like every like you're not progressing. It's like there's something cool on the next level of afterburner. It's still fucking more planes. <laughs> What a letdown. I'm shooting the same planes over a beach. And now I'm shooting the same planes over a forest. Like, this is the best go ever. I want to see this kid in front of his parents, like, sitting there playing. And then, like, watch this, Mom. I'm going to press pause off and on for 100 times in a row. Oh, yeah. So it's constantly like going back in and out of the game. <laughs> Hopefully it's, like, one of those games that's got, like, a horrible pause sound, too. Like a ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. Great. <laughs> okay, we're going to finish this up with a couple of what if questions. And these are just going to be really quick. Just want like right off the top of your head answers to these questions. What if the upcoming Mortal Kombat movie was rated It'd G? Suck. <laughs> be off. Yeah, that would be pretty bad. It's pretty bad already. Um hate to get take it to you that uh just being pg-13 is not going to help that movie it needed to be probably rated r to make a good mortal kombat movie what if sega released lights out on capitol hill the sequel to is that a real thing or is he making up the title i think he's making up a title where you are a like basically domestic terrorist murdering people in washington because they're shutting down the game Yep, basically because they're and against Nightcrap. They probably Night Trap. wouldn't have video games anymore, so I'm glad that the sequel didn't get made. I was going to say why. Yeah. What if a real gun was accidentally packed in with lethal, lethal enforcers? Best pack-in gun ever. <laughs> you would probably shoot your TV. <laughs> well, I mean... They probably didn't include buying a new TV. Guns real, but I mean, kids don't have bullets. Sure, totally fine. Yeah, you're welcome, America. That's what. It's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got the you got the best deal out of your purchase of lethal enforcers. <laughs> what if you could get assault rifles legally through your video game? Oh my gosh! Just continues. <laughs> 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 Thank goodness gun violence isn't a hot button issue in this country. Oh, so who is is this? Oh, so many gun questions. Yeah, pass. Go for it. <laughs> what if Atari decided there wasn't enough buttons on Guns? the Jaguar's controllers? Uh, <laughs> that would have. Wow, I don't. What would they have packed in? Is the <laughs> Packing controller, like a keyboard. A keyboard. I mean, that, yeah. that would have been it. Atari would have made a PC again. And I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, Justin, you want to take us out? Yeah. So you can find us on, we got a website. Uh, you'll have, it'll direct you to all of our 
Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. Uh, the website is weekendpodcast.com. Uh, you can also find the uh, podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Um, definitely, if you have any comments, questions, or anything, send us an email. Um, that would be weekendrentalpodcast at gmail.com. Um, I think there's a link on the website also. And as always, be kind, rewind. Bananas. Bananas. How do you spell that? B A N A N A N S. Escape the zombie this time. <laughs> Thanks, Gwen Stefani.